Welcome to Loud and Inebriated with Wolf Danaher and The Bear. Hey guys, how's it going? It's been about almost two months since our last episode. Uh, so, funny story, uh, the wolf uh, somehow lost our microphone, our brand new Yeti. <laughs> uh, so, finally today, I was like, you know what? It's lost. It's never coming back. We went back out to Best Buy and bought another brand new Yeti. Uh, this I this one's new. nicer though. Well, it's the same exact one. It's the same exact but one, but it's just midnight blue. Yeah, it's it's blue steel. Is that a blue? Yeah. Steel? yeah. Oh, oh. Well, I was gonna go with blue steel from, from like, Zoolander. Know, yeah, Zoolander. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, I mean, it's the same. It's the same microphone, just prettier, yeah. I guess. I don't know what the fuck happened to that microphone. Dude, I, I think the ghost in your house, like, stole it. And I think so, man. Uh, doing his own podcast out there. Yeah, somewhere. right. Doing, uh, you know, EVP night sessions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because I definitely tried to... I hit it. This is the reason why I hit it. My ex-girlfriend was coming over to uh, do some work stuff, and I knew... Um, she wasn't too fond of my free time, and the microphone was just there from our last session, and I didn't want it about, you know? So I put it somewhere, and I think I forgot where I put it, but I've searched everywhere for it. Um, can't find it. Now, it's funny you said that about the ghost, uh-huh. because the last two nights, uh, I've been sleeping on the couch. Um, and Oliver has been barking at nothing. Normally he'll go to the window and bark or go to the door and bark. No, he gets out of his bed, stares at the hallway and just starts barking really aggressively, really violently the last two nights. And I don't, and you, you've been home alone, right? For like, I've been home alone for close to the past month. Not even fully, but so my parents were away in Europe for two weeks and then they came back for a week. Now they're in Mexico and then the day after Thanksgiving, they're in Bahamas. So I'm just enjoying this. Mm -hmm. Just me time. That's that's it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so. um, Yeah. So so we're sorry that, that we haven't been putting out episodes Especially for our followers, uh, you know, it, it's just been it's just been crazy. You know, like th- these microphones are expensive, and I didn't want to go out and get another one if we could find it. And we've had a lot a lot of shit going on between the two of us. So uh, this is us, yeah, n- not, signing back on. Yeah, here not, we are again, Wolf and the Bear. Not personal shit between the two of us, just. Ourselves definitely had a lot of things. Yeah, we going had on. some creative differences. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, no, so uh, I am now in recovery for alcohol, so um, that's fun. So uh, we're no longer going to be loud and inebriated. We're going to be uh, uh, somber and sober. Somber and sober, right? <laughs> uh, um, that one we got to thank our good friend Mo for. But yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's it's good. Uh, I've learned a lot of, about myself in the past month, and you know, 
things are getting better for me, so, you know, doing what I can to uh, survive. Um, How many days are you now? 31 fucking days. Wow. What a miracle. I I drank every single day for 10 years, uh, from 17 to 27, and, um, you know... A lot of people didn't know I had that problem. You know, they, a lot of people said, oh, you hit it so well. And I was like, yeah, okay. Um, I just didn't drink around them. I waited for them to leave or I waited to not see them, you know. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I feel good. I feel great. Um, and let's see what happens. It's been tough. Um, so, yeah, what do we say? It got a month and a day. So that means... I spent two weeks in sobriety really harping over shit, and then the last two weeks moving on. So I feel good. Um, yeah, I, I, um, he's been not, not doing alcohol, and I've been, like, trying to learn all I can about alcohol. I've just been <laughs> bartending, um, and I'm loving it, you know, and I'm trying to get better at it and stuff. I got, like, cocktail books. I'm trying to become, like, a Cicerone, which is, like, the... Beer equivalent of a sommelier. Okay. And uh, so Wolf comes into the bar yesterday, and I was restocking in the fridge. I look up, and uh, uh, I see this bald guy walking around. I'm I like, shaved my head. Yeah, yeah. He pulled a Britney Spears. He shaved his head. Uh, I I looked up. I was like, oh, shit. What's up? Can I get you a Shirley Temple, my guy? <laughs> yeah. I, so I, I ended up drinking a water, but the funny thing is... Is that I was there because I had an AA meeting around the corner. And I went to go see uh, the bear here right before that, that meeting. But it was funny because, like, right before going to AA meeting, I'm going to a fucking bar. Granted, I only had water, but, <laughs> you know. Did you tell them that at the AA meeting? No, I, I debated it. I was like, yeah, I, like, what would they, they say? They would have looked at you and been like, yo, come on, really? You went to a bar? You go, you taking risks over there? Yeah. So, like, you know, if uh, a lot of these guys and women, they're they're fine with going to bars. Like, but, you know, it's, it's kind of like a built-up thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they try and stay away from bars for X amount of time. Mm-hmm. And then when they go, they go with people who don't drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so like for instance, a couple of weeks ago, um, or a week ago, we went to Zeppelin hall and I didn't have anything to drink. I had water, but I had food mm-hmm. while everyone else was drinking. So I was ultimately the designated driver. Yeah. It makes you enjoy the food a little bit more. Doesn't yeah. It, doesn't it? Yeah. And that's something I never wanted to be was the designated driver. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Um, you know, I just couldn't live like that. Um, and I'm okay with it now. So, yeah. <clears throat> but, um, so, what happened? You uh, you went on a little vacation. Oh, yeah. So, I had some ghost shit happen, too. I, uh, my friends and I, uh, we went, uh, we went on a trip to Pennsylvania. We went to, uh... Uh, somewhere in the Lehigh Valley. It's like close to the Poconos. Uh, it was a very nice place, you know, cornfields and whatnot. It was out there in the woods. Uh, we get there, and the f- 
you know, of course we still we had the Jack Daniels, we had the 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 beers, Oktoberfest, the ciders, and uh, we made dinner, and then we were we were drinking, and you know, just having a good time, and I uh, decided, you know, we we got got into bed. I decided to stay in the room with uh, the other two guys. There were two guys and a girl and me on the trip. Uh, the girl, we're going we're gonna to call her uh, Cindy for now, even though her name is much more complicated than that. Cindy stayed, had her own room, and then me and uh, Bill and Bob, that's who I'm going to call them, uh, were in another room. There were, uh, there were two bunk beds. And me, me and Bill had one bunk bed. Bob mm-hmm. was in the other bunk bed. Right? Okay, so were you the guy in the middle, or what was the deal there? What do you mean, guy in the middle? They're, they're bunk beds. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Two two sets of bunk beds. Okay. Yeah. So I'm I stayed on the bottom. Of course, I'm a very uh, I'm a large guy. I'm close to three hundred pounds, and the other two guys, uh, Bob is very small, and Bill is like you know just medium size kind of guy. Uh, okay. But Bob is, is is small. Like I could, I pick him up all the time. Uh, so Bob sleeping over there, or no, we didn't even get to sleep yet. Before that, I had my uh, my buck knife with me because I figured, you know, I'll bring a couple couple of knives out with me. We're planning on uh, doing some stuff in the woods. Uh, you know, getting a fire going, stuff like that. You know, I might need a knife, uh, and I needed. I got this for, like, last Christmas. I don't have any use for it in Jersey City whatsoever. I'm not walking around with, like, a fixed blade knife on my hip. So I'm like, fuck, yeah, I'm going to use this thing. And we're we're getting ready for bed, and I'm laying in bed. I have the buck knife next to me. I'd had a few drinks, you know, so stupid-ass me. I was, like, stupid drunk-ass me. I pulled out the knife, and this is why I realized... I should not be allowed to own knives because I'm a fucking idiot. This isn't the first time I've cut myself with a knife where I've needed stitches. You know, so uh, <laughs> I pull out the knife. I was like, don't worry. Don't worry, Bob. If anybody comes in, in here, blah, blah, blah. And then somehow I lost control of the knife. <laughs> I, I like, you know, like some it hit something or, or something and it fell out of my hands and I tried to catch the blade with my uh my left uh what is this index Point? finger is this an index finger it's the index I thought this was the index index middle ring pinky okay thumb up your ass all right uh the yeah the first finger the number one finger index on, finger. on my left hand Point and three. then on my right hand like on my hand underneath my thumb like I cut myself is that yeah. what that is? Yeah, that's what this scar is. Oh, jeez. It, it looks like a Nike swoosh now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just do it. Just and, cut it. And then this one right here was really bad. It's still healing. Like, and this was a, like almost a month ago now. So I cut myself really bad. And the first, of course, the first thing I did was fling my hands up. Oh, fuck. And, you know, like I'm doing this. Like I'm waving my hands and right. there's blood. The blood goes everywhere. It's splattered all over the fucking room. Right on the 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 sheets and whatnot. It was a mess. On the blinds, you know. So I was like, Oh, uh, what? It's on the blinds? Yeah, it was on the blinds. Oh. So I I was like, uh, I go, I was like, 
Somebody find the fucking first aid kit. There's got to be a first aid kit. Give and me the first aid wait kit. Wait a minute. This was in so I already, Airbnb. This is in the Airbnb. So I, I knew what to do. You know, I put my hands up. By the way, if you ever have a bad cut, make sure you elevate it above your heart. This may save some lives. <laughs> so I uh, immediately put pre- uh, got like um, some paper towels, whatever I could find, put pressure on it and, you know, put the cut uh Above your heart. Above my – well, I put it above my head even because, like, I was freaking out. So I found the first aid kit. We get me uh, cleaned up. Uh, and I – I before we put the bandage on, I made sure that the bleeding was kind of going down first. On my right hand, the bleeding was okay. We were able to bandage it. I was worried about my finger. I should have went and got stitches on it. It probably could have used a stitch or two. But I was like – I don't like hospitals. I don't want to go. Fuck this shit. Uh, it's not that bad. And like you see right here on this thing, it's the same finger where I cut myself before and I needed like oh five God. stitches on. <laughs> You're going to lose that finger one day. Yeah, I know, right? It's just going <laughs> to... It's not going to be there. So we get it all we get it all cleaned up and whatnot, uh, bandage it. We get in bed. We go to sleep. I was sleeping fine. 5 a.m., the lights come on, and Bob is standing in the middle of the room, and he's like, guys, I'm freaked the fuck out. That was fucking crazy. Like, and he's like, almost like he's in shock, you know? And I'm like, yo, Bob, like, what's going on? And, you know, like, I'm half awake still, but, you know, like, I automatically turn into, like, sober as fuck, awake as fuck. Like, Bob, what's going on? What happened? And he's like, all right, so I was laying in bed. And he was laying facing the wall. Okay. And he said he felt somebody crawl into bed with him and put their arm around him. And he thought it was me. <laughs> he said it, it, it felt like, you know, the same kind of weight, you know, heavy set person. Right. Strong arm. Okay. You know, uh, holding them. And then he, and they were holding them tight, like real tight. So he thought like, he thought it was me fucking with him. <laughs> Then he realized it wasn't fucking me. It was pitch dark in the room, by the way, too. Realized it wasn't me. He was trying to get loose. He couldn't fucking move. And uh, uh, at some point, the thing, like, jumps, whatever it was, jumps up, grabs him by the ankles, and starts pulling him out of bed towards the door. And he's like, oh, my fucking, you know, like, and the thing, uh, as he's, like, struggling and stuff, the thing jumps back on top of him on his chest and is like just holding him down. He couldn't see anything. Is it face fucking no. him? Nothing at all. No, it wasn't fucking face fucking. It was just like, like you know, holding him down. He couldn't move. Right. And uh, so that that that's when he said that he woke up. <clears throat> turned on the lights and you know, got us up. And he said the whole time he was like you know, calling out and stuff, and we were just completely knocked out. Was this sleep paralysis? I wonder. I wonder if it was sleep paralysis for him, or I've heard uh, and read many uh, stories and uh, heard audio and stuff like that. Where, uh, for example, a lady laying in bed, her husband gets up and goes to the, this is also a true story, goes to the bathroom, and she's laying in bed, and every every day, 
that he gets up and he go, goes get ready for work, this thing will crawl into bed with her and hold her down and she can't move. And uh, <clears throat> the thing will leave scratches on her and, like, everything. They have a paranormal investigator come in with a priest and a medium and stuff. And uh, they're doing, like, recordings and, and whatnot. And the lady, the medium, sits on the bed and says, whatever it is that's bothering blah, 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 you know, this person, you're not allowed to be here. You leave her alone. And uh, they got a recording back on the on the thing saying, uh, saying, like, no, like, that's too bad. Really? You know, like, in a deep, like, you know, kind of voice. So a lot of times... What those kind of spirits are are called? They're they're a form of demon, who, um, uh, they're considered to be more like sexual, and not just sexual in the terms of like you know stick their dick in you, but like in terms of like you know they're like they like t- unwanted touch and stuff like okay. that. Or holding you down, or you know, they they get physical, basically. Getting molested by a demon. Ooh. Yeah. So that that's uh, the male version, I believe, is a succubus. Succubus, yeah. succubus and then the female version is a incubus. So you already knew this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually learned about succubus from uh, South Park. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's the first time I, I was like, "What's a succubus?" Yeah. And like, I I think I ended up googling it. Or something. But that's when I was, you know, younger. So, yeah. okay. So you guys got molested by a demon. So, well, uh, Bob did, you know. And the, so the next night. So the, was this the first night? This was, this was the first night. Oh, wow. The very first night. I cut myself. Uh, there was bloodshed all over the room. And then, you know. I can only imagine the cleanup bill on that one. Uh, it wasn't bad. We got some OxyClean, stuff like that. We washed it. it. Everything came out fine. We we deep cleaned the room. I brought cleaning products from work, actually. <laughs> Thank goodness I did. So uh, the next day, we go into this town, uh, Jim Thorpe. We ride around on this train. It's oh, a yeah. nice day. We come back home uh, around maybe like 4 o'clock. The, the power's out. We're like, okay, so we were planning on barbecuing that day anyways, no big deal. We're going to uh, use the, the propane grill, and we're, we're uh, trying to wash potatoes and stuff, and then the, the water stops. Realize that the electricity is hooked up with the water. I'm talking with the Airbnb person at the same time, and she's like, it's like a rural power company and stuff, you know, so they're okay. like, oh, yeah, yeah, 6 o'clock, 6 o'clock, it'll be back on. 6 o'clock comes, 6 o'clock goes, no power. <clears throat> it's getting dark outside. So, and I'm cooking, you know, I'm, I'm barbecuing and stuff. And there, everybody wanted to, wanted to cook with aluminum foil because like, uh, and I'm just like, dude, it doesn't matter. Like if it, if it looks like, you know, the grill is nasty or whatever, it's just animal fat, you know, it's going to burn off. It's not a big deal. Right. They wanted to use aluminum foil. So I saved the burgers for last. What do you think happens when you cook burgers? On aluminum foil that doesn't have any holes in it or anything. The grease stuck. the yeah. grease builds up. Uh and then fire. it catches on fire. Yeah. So at one point I noticed that, you know, there's a lot of light coming from the inside because it's darker outside. There's a lot of light coming from inside the grill. I lift it up, you know, there's just flames, you know, coming out and I'm 
<laughs> I slowly closed the grill and I'm like, I'm kind of like laughing a little bit, but then I just like, hand, you know, hands in front of my face. Uh, was like, okay, somebody get me a fire, the fire extinguisher right now. <laughs> so Bill. Well, that's right. Cause it's propane. Yeah. Bill runs in. Uh, no, immediately I turned off the, you know, I turned off the, the burners okay. and stuff. I should have turned off the uh, the hookup to the to the tank as well, but to be honest with you, I didn't want to be near this fucking thing uh, at all. Like, and I didn't want to be near the fucking propane tank. I wanted to be as far as far away from it as possible. Yeah, I should have shut shut off the main connection too. But he grabs a fire extinguisher. It's a small one. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do what I can do. Open it up and I'm like, shh, and it's like it's going too hard on the inside. Like, I I shut it and I was like spraying it uh, on the circular uh, ventilation on uh, in there, and I was spraying the inside. I ran out of juice. I calmly put the uh, the fire extinguisher down. And I was like, all right, guys, time to time to go out front, go across the street, and call the fire department. <laughs> Because this, uh, at this point, uh, we've done all that we can do. And they were like, oh, throw some water on. I was like, you don't throw water on a fucking grease fire. And for all of you out there who are thinking about throwing water on a grease fire, don't fucking do it. It makes the fire worse. It's like throwing gasoline on a fire. Don't fucking do it. Oh, my God. So, uh, fire department. They call the fire department. Uh, what's her name? Cindy is freaking out. First of all, she's a city girl. All she knows is city. So the power goes out. She's freaking the fuck out. The The water goes out. Oh, my God. She can't, like, use the bathroom. Are you kidding me? What? Oh, I got to go squat in the woods. No, she ain't going to do that shit. Right. So <clears throat> she's already freaking out about that. And then <laughs> we're about to blow up the fucking house. So <laughs> uh, and and then she she told them. She told was trying to tell us to call the fire department back. I'm like, I'm not call, I'm not spam calling nine one one. Right. <laughs> uh, we got in a little bit of argument. She uh, she ended up after the fire department came, put out the fire. There was no damage to the place, thank goodness. Uh, she ended up going going home for the rest of the trip. And and me and Bill and Bob, we didn't do shit. We went to the local state park. Uh, and before we went home, we stopped at the uh, the apple orchard and grabbed some fresh apples. That was it. We had planned on doing other stuff. We were like, fuck it. We're just going to enjoy the house as much as we can. Power came back on about like 9 p.m., by the way. 9.30. And what time did she leave? Uh, a l- little bit after the power came back on. Oh, okay. Yeah, and the husband of the, the Airbnb uh, person, they she he drove up from... They live outside of Pittsburgh somewhere. So, what? Yeah, he drove, dude, all the way out there. That's we, that's a that's a ride. Yeah, he was a really nice guy. Shout out to you. I forgot your name, but you know, he was a great guy. He he talked to. We were actually gonna pack up and leave too because we, me and Bill and Bob were convinced that this house was fucking cursed, and we were living a horror movie. You know. That is hilarious. And we were like... Somebody watching you from the woods? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know... Like, Ed Gaines. You know, it's funny. We walked into the woods and we actually found, like, a, a fire pit. Like, yeah. And, and it was, like, sectioned off with, like, uh, limbs and stuff. And 
and I was like tree limbs. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what if this is, is like a little bit deeper in the woods, and we have our own fire pit. So why does it? Why does there need to be a fire pit? A small fire ring out there. Like, what are they? Are they worshiping the wood gods yeah, out there? Yeah, satanic like, rituals. Satanic yeah, woodland rituals. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, whoa. I told this guy straight up. I said, hey, you know your house is haunted, right? Right. I I eased him into it. I was like, hey, so um, have any guests ever said anything weird about the house? He's like, no, no, no. I was like, uh, well, um, bear with me here, but your house is haunted. <laughs> and I told him about what happened to my friend. He was like, I, you know, I don't know, I, you know. But he, he was nice. He convinced us to stay. We stayed. But, you know, Cindy, she went home. I, that was a really crazy experience. It was tiring. The last two days we just sat around. We binge-watched The Boys on Amazon Prime. Really great show, by the way. If you haven't seen it, Wolf... Like A one steak sauce, bro. A one steak. I don't like yeah. steak sauce though. Then you can't. Do, uh, what do you like? I like steak by itself. Uh, no all right. sauce. How about a Whopper with cheese? Fuck you, dude. <laughs> because my Whopper did not have cheese today. <laughs> all right. Fuck you. I know. I know. I am so I saw mad. You at throw that. half of it out. How yeah. dare you? Yeah. <laughs> no. You know what I did? I took. I had. I took. You don't meat. keep any cheese in your house, Wolf. Uh, you don't got any American in there? That shit lasts. We forever. don't really use the. That shit will last through the nuclear there. fallout. Crawl out to the fallout, baby. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, you know, I've been. Uh, we've been. Uh, what do you call it? Um, I've been single, as you know, right? And. Um, <clears throat> so I found out that there's this, you know, doing this whole, uh, recovery thing that you're not supposed to date within your first year. Well, if you already have a pre-existing relationship, you keep that relationship. You're not supposed to, uh, leave it by your choice and you're not supposed to get into one. Right. So what I mean by leaving it is like, let's say you have a relationship. You're really not supposed to like break off that relationship. Um, I, I, I don't know why, but they say no major changes your first year. Yeah, because you end up making making a decision that you otherwise wouldn't. Right. So um, here's the slight major changes that I've that I've been that I made. And my sponsor is kind of like. Dude, like, you know, we don't think, we don't act on rash, like, thoughts, you know? And, um, that guy's a great guy, by the way. Like, you know, um, anyone who takes the time out of their life to, to help someone like this guy's been helping me, you know, that's, that's something. Um, you know, so, but anyway, I ended up quitting work and shaving my head. Um... And it sucked because I didn't want to quit uh, work. You know, I co-owned the company with with uh, my ex-girlfriend. And I, I didn't want to quit because I actually liked what I was doing. Um, you know, helping uh, people get back on their feet, that sort of thing. And um, it, I unfortunately couldn't go on with it. And a lot of people were like, well, why, why couldn't you uh, stick it out? And I was like, it just wasn't good for my mental health. Like, you know, 
she kept she kept just seeing me as you know all the wrong that I did. So that that was I think eventually like I knew like I had to just walk away from my own sanity, my own sobriety type of thing. Um, so that was like a major change. Like when I told my sponsor, I was like, yeah, so, uh, I shaved my head and, uh, I quit. And he was like, why, why are we doing that? And I'm like, I had to, like, it was for my own good, you know? Um, and I, I think he understood that. Um, you know, I, I had my own consequences with it, uh, but whatever on that. So I met this girl the other day, right? And so she's really pretty woman with a great body. And she goes, uh, and this is where you ask me out. And I'm like, I'm saying to myself, like, oh, wait, shit, I can't. Because, like, I've got a year, like, I've got to do this under a year of sobriety or, you know, a year of sobriety thing with no dating, no major changes. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. If I tell her like, Oh, I'm sorry, I can't date you because I'm doing recovery and I'm not supposed to do anything, you know, under a year. Like that's, if you're not in recovery, you won't understand that. Mm -hmm. That's a, you're going to think it's some bullshit excuse and, you know, just some whack form of rejection. So I said, yes, Mm -hmm. I, so I was like, all right, like, you want to go out uh, for dinner? And she's like, let's do drinks. And I was like, yeah. And then I said, this is perfect. This is my way out. And I'm like, um, yeah, so about that, I think I should tell you outright. And all I could think of is, like, I'm, like, running across the finish line and saying, like, yes. Like, I'm about to, like, end this, shut it down completely. And I'm just like, yeah, so... Um, I think I should tell you that I'm a recovering alcoholic and, um, you know, I wouldn't be drinking or touching alcohol, but you're more than welcome to. And she was like, oh, okay, that's fine. Uh, we can do something else. And I'm like, oh, fuck, man. So I'm like, you know, what do I do? What do I do? Um, I don't know. Where, where'd you meet the girl? Eh. On Tinder? Eh. Yeah? Eh. Yeah, so who put who put yourself in that situation? Uh, fuck yourself. I was looking <laughs> yeah, for yeah, something you else. you should see his face right now. <laughs> his fucking shit grin. Like, yeah, where'd you meet her at? Uh, <laughs> uh yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, uh, I actually met her at a concert with, uh, Juan Quixote. Um, okay. yeah, um... So it was it was actually uh, funny because the first time that we talked, so like I, she came up here to like hang out um, a couple days ago, but we were at the concert and I was in a suit because I had a couple things going on that day, mm-hmm. and I never got a chance to come home and get out of the clothes and change into like pump clothes, you know. Like, black skinny jeans, my black sneakers, you know, a band shirt, and a fucking leather jacket, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I still had hair. Mm -hmm. I still had hair. Uh, 
and it was my hair was well maintained, whatever, but I would have done something with it, you know. So I just went to go pick up uh, Juan Quixote like really fast, like afterwards. I was running late because my sponsor was like, "Listen, you need to hit an AA meeting." Like he was just like, "I don't feel comfortable with you going to a concert with alcohol around there, people boozing." Like, you know, this is another thing you learn. People, place, people, places, and things. Mm-hmm. Like, things that you have to look out for. Things you... One of the changes that you do have to make, you know. Um, so, I'm just thankful that I don't have to cut off any of my friends. Because none of my friends had a drinking problem. I was the one who had a drinking problem. Right. You know? Um, so, I would have felt really bad if one of my friends had developed that drinking problem, you know. Um, but so we were there at the concert and, um, I was looking really good, Uh, you know, sorry to like say, I, I, I fucking looked good, dude. And, um, we get in, we're giving the ticket to the security guard and, um, I see this girl looking at me. She's standing in line next to me. She's just looking, she's eye fucking me like up and down and like, you know, Juan's like, Yo, like, she's eye-fucking you, dude. And I'm like, yeah, I see that. So that was that. And I saw she had a pack of cigarettes in her hand. So I knew that my moment would have been, like, meeting her outside. Mm -hmm. But then I had to be cognizant. I had to be so cognizant of the fact that, wait a minute, this is not the old you. Like, you can't just go and approach a woman right now, like... You had to take the sobriety shit seriously. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So we go inside the concert hall. That was that. Uh, you know, surprisingly, we got there early enough. I thought we were going to be fucking late. Um, and this band had just got on this, well, you know, one of the warm-up bands. So I go out for a smoke. And she came out after me. So she was eyeing she was eyeing me. She had to have been eyeing me that entire night. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went out for a smoke. And um, she was just like, oh, um, you look really nice. And I'm like, thanks. She's like, you're really well dressed for this type of concert. And I was like, I had to explain it. So I was like, yeah, I had a couple of things going on. And um, I didn't get a chance to get out of these clothes. So she was like, Oh, like, you know, um, I'm a tailor. And I'm like, oh, cool. And then we started talking more. And she's like, yeah, I'm 33. I have a 12-year-old son. And I was like, And I was like, well, what? And then I'm I'm catching myself like, well, what's the big deal? Like, you're not supposed to be dating anyway. Mm -hmm. You know? So she, you know, I, I actually bought her a drink. I bought her a drink and, um. You know, I had a bottle of water. Now, mind you, the the Starland Ballroom, their water is not fucking normal. It's not a bottle, plastic bottle of water. Yeah. It looks like a Coors Light silver bullet can. Mm-hmm. So when she, when the bartender handed me the water, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And I'm like, "Did she just hand me a beer?" And it's like, "No, like it's it's water." Mm-hmm. So she like you know, like cheered me with with her drink. And her drink spilled on my hand. And I'm like, I'm looking at my hand. And if this was the old me, I would have just licked, licked it off my finger mm-hmm. while looking her in the eye. Mm-hmm. You know? 
And then uh, I just took a napkin and like wiped it off. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, like Juan was like, "Yo, man, I was ready to swat your fucking hand. <laughs> like I, <laughs> I thought I, I was ready for you to put that in your mouth, and I was ready to swat your hand like fucking volleyball." <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, "Yes." Like, you know, that's that's great to know. Like, you know, uh, you have people like like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But uh, that was just amazing. So then uh, I went out a couple more times and she, you know, came out with me. And she's like, I've just been seeing you drink water this entire night. Like, you don't drink at concerts. And like, you know, I didn't want to seem lame at first. And I was like, I just told her, I was like, look, me and alcohol had a bad breakup. And she took that for an answer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I guess she forgot when uh, we hung out the other day. Yeah, yeah. And um, that's what I told her. I was like, listen, like, I'm a recovering alcoholic. It's like, fuck, man. Like, You know what you're really good at, Corey? You're really good at ignoring red flags. And yeah. And you're too nice. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I mean, take it as a compliment that you're nice. But please take it anything but a compliment when I say that you're too nice. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with that. Because the red, first of all, let me show you what the red flag is here. Let me wave it in front of your face. She forgot, you know, quote unquote, forgot that that uh, you didn't want to drink any alcohol, dude. I mean, she, didn't, she didn't forget. She just didn't think it was that big of a fucking deal. Okay. That's what it is. She's not taking that seriously. Okay. That's, that's fine. I mean, yeah. that's, that's totally okay. That's inconsiderate. Right. That's totally okay. But I feel like... And don't you feel that it's a little weird somebody being that forward with you? Uh, yes and no. Yes and no. Okay. So, like, my ex, she was kind of forward with me. When we first met, oh Jesus, fuck you, dude! <laughs> I'm giving him a look like, well, well, how did okay. that end up? Okay, fuck, man. Oh man, I should call my sponsor right now. Let's get him on the line and do some <laughs> serenity prayers. <laughs> yeah, but obviously, you know. So I'm, I'm just gonna like probably tell her like, listen, it's not gonna work out like you should yeah you should be a hundred percent straight up with her yeah instead of like doing these things that are like leading her on you know hooking her on with the the fish on the line yeah you know, like oh i bought you a drink oh you know i'm talking to you oh i got your you got her number yeah yeah you got her number yeah oh this is where well, you're i asked, well you know what i you asked her- me out oh okay yeah sure i'll ask you out yeah well this is no so <laughs> Yeah, man. Um, yeah, red flags. Yeah, that's one of the things that I failed to pick up on. Even in the last relationship was yeah. like I saw red flags that I ignored. Yeah. It was just – I don't know. You know, like it's it's like it's like all right, I want to see the good in people, mm-hmm. you know. And don't get me wrong. I'm a fucking asshole. You know, I can be an asshole and – which is why I don't get why I want to see the good in people mm-hmm. when I don't give that same respect to someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, I guess it's because I, I hope that other people can see the good in me. Maybe that's why. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I like, to, I like to give people the benefit of the doubt and just like, all right, well, maybe it's, it's not what it seems. You know, and that's obviously, I guess, you know, these days, that's what it is. Yeah. 
Um, and, you know, that's just something I have to live with. I mean, yeah. um, I'm definitely not ready for another relationship. Absolutely not. Um, so, yeah, I'm not going to force anything. Um, but I'm excited. I'm excited for the next, you know, 11 months, I guess. Uh, see where it takes me. I've met some cool people along the way, like really cool people, uh, people to talk to, people to hang out with. Um, you know, so I think one of the things that I want to do, like next up on my list is to like do a vacation by myself, you know, like a little traveling with me and the dog. Um, I don't know how that's going to work, but I definitely want to do something. My birthday's coming up, December 29th, and, and yours is the day before mine. Right. And I, the original plan was to get shit-faced and strippers, strippers, and uh, we're going to stick to half the original plan. Uh, you could get shit-faced. That's okay. Uh, I usually don't get shit-faced. No, I, you don't. I would gladly have a couple of beers and... Watch some strippers or something. Yeah, yeah I've and, never been to a strip club before. And uh, well, we got to do some uh, nice recruiting uh, for an event. So yeah, we had to go uh, see the strippers anyway, and then uh, we'll see what happens. Um, I've been, I've been having fantasies of taking off into the sunset and just like not looking back, kind of deal. You know. Um, who knows? Maybe I'll do that in five years, ten years. I, I don't fucking know. Um, but I'm really fan like I'm. The idea is romanticized in my head about you know taking off into the sunset and just not looking back for as long as possible. Mm -hmm. You know that would be something really fucking cool to do. Mm -hmm. You know, um, but if I live long enough to middle age, I think I'll do that then. Listen, man, when you're going through some shit, like, I, I, know, the, I know the feeling. When I was in, uh, my late high school years were rough for me. So I okay. used to, and it's, if you live in Jersey City or you've been to Jersey City, you know, uh, it's, it's hard to get, a, like, out of Jersey City without a car. So what I used to do is I used to bike over the Bayonne Bridge when they had the, the walkway. Uh, before they did the construction on it. They no longer had the walkway? I don't know if they got a walkway now or not. I'm too okay. fat to ride my bike across a bridge. Uh, <laughs> but I used to ride my bike across that bridge and bike all over Staten Island and and stuff. Give my mom a heart attack because, you know, it's a crazy-ass toll going over that bridge. Uh, Staten Island people don't want non-Staten Island people coming into Staten Island. Wait a minute. You paid a toll? No, I, d I didn't have to pay a toll. Yeah, when you walk, you don't have to. Yeah, but if, let's say, my tire busted or something... Oh, your mom would have to... Yeah, somebody you know. would have to come get me. It's a long-ass way back. It's a long way from one end of Bayonne to the other, let alone going into deep into Staten Island. So I used to just do that every day. I'd, look, I'd be riding into the fucking sunset, dude. I'd come back super late and tired, you know? Yeah, I think, though, there's a difference, though, in the sunsets that we're talking about. I'm talking about the feeling of wanting to be alone. Okay, okay. The, the feeling of, of uh, wanting to be alone with your own thoughts or, you know, with, like, yeah, I notice that you play music in your ear, like, 24-7 now. I used to do that. 
They used to just want to drown out everybody, anybody and everybody, sometimes even my own thoughts, and just be, just exist by myself and shut everything out. Uh, eventually, uh, doing that, I kind of worked through some stuff. Okay. Uh, being alone and stuff, I'd take the music out and I'd just like, you know, meditate and like, journaling helps, man. Writing your shit down. It's funny you said that. I actually started um, a recovery journal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was telling my sponsor, he's like, yeah, that's that's really good. You know, there's a lot of people that do that, a recovery journal. Mm-hmm. And it's like every day, like what happened, my feelings, all of that. Um, and it's it's been it's been tough. It's been tough because when you're doing that, you're forcing yourself to be really honest. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I've been learning a lot about myself the past you know month. You know, working doing the step work with uh, you know my sponsor, just going to meetings, having conversations with people, listening to the discussions and when people share. You know, so I've been I've been learning a lot about myself, which is something. I've been avoiding for the longest time, you know, where I just use alcohol to numb everything, to numb the pain, you know, when in reality, I should have been paying more attention to myself and to, you know, my needs and my own needs, you know, and there's a difference between selfish needs and, you know, needs that are, or uh, necessary selfless needs, you know? Right. Um, selfless wants and necessary selflessness. Uh, uh, selfishness. Um, so, yeah, like, for instance, I was telling you yesterday that I'm learning to draw boundaries between people. Mm-hmm. And not people drawing boundaries with me, but me drawing boundaries on people. So, for instance, um, you know, my best friend, uh, Mo, he's just like, uh, hey, listen, um, you know, let's do this or, you know, our other friend wants us to do this, we should do it. And I'm like, I can't do it. And he's like, oh, are you busy that day? And I'm like, no, I just don't want to do it. And then I explained to him because I knew that he's not used to that, to me drawing a boundary or me saying flat out no. Mm-hmm. So I, I did him the favor of explaining why I'm saying no and why I did this. I said, listen, like I'm I'm practicing – drawing boundaries. Like, I'm sorry it has to be on you, but candidly, I don't want to do this. So this is a perfect opportunity for me to draw that boundary and to say no. And I said, from now on, I won't be giving you an explanation. If my answer is I can't do it or no, that's what it is. Like, I'm not going to give you an explanation. Right. And I think that was a little bit hard for him to, to, to take in mm-hmm. because, you know, I've known this guy since 2000. You know, he's my oldest friend. So I think that's a little bit hard for someone to adjust. That's, you know, when you're used to something for close to 19 years and then all of a sudden it's such a dramatic change. Right. You know, and it sucks, but oh, well, like I'm a sick person. I'm a broken person. You know, and that's shit that I'm learning. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's fucking crazy the character defects i'm learning about myself yeah that other alcoholics have you know and i'm like holy shit that's like really scary you know it's scary but it's good at the same time you know um and 
I'm liking this whole experience because I'm just like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. You know what, you know what it is, man, is like you're, you're healing right now. Yeah. You, it's fun being loud and inebriated, but I was joking about it earlier. It's really good for you to be somber and sober. Yeah, you, you, know? you know, look, man. Because you, all the things with the alcohol that was, that you were numbing are now coming, they come to the surface. And now you're able to, to deal with them and, you know, like uh, healthily, in a healthy way. Yeah. You weren't actually dealing with it when you were drinking no, alcohol. I, no, and like you knew the deal. Like you were with me for, you know, a good, you know, a small chunk of that. Yeah. But... You know, first thing in the morning, yeah. beer, beer, yeah, yeah. beer. You yeah, know, yeah. lunchtime, there, beer. Be you talking about your ex all the time, and you're not moving past her. You're just like, you know, still drinking. And then your ex before that ex, still. Well, that was you're not a, over that one either. No, I'm <laughs> over that one. That's that was just a bad fucking thing. Yeah, that was just a coincidence that she, whatever the fuck that was. But we're not going there. Yeah, I got you. But um. No, so, yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. Like, you know, I wasn't over her. And, and I'll be honest with you, I still love the woman. You know, I hurt her. Uh, you know, thank God not physically or anything. Uh, but, you know, I caused emotional and mental, str- you know, harm. And I never did that throughout our relationship. That's something new that just came out because of the breakup and things piling up. And it just... It just sucked that it fucking happened like that, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I couldn't cope with my feelings and uh, everything just converged, piled up, boom, you know, and it sucks that it happened. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, the thing is, is that, so like I said, like, okay, I'd say a bit of fair four weeks. Mm-hmm. October 4th is my sober date. So I spent... Like two to three weeks harping on the fact, like hating myself for hitting the rock bottom that brought me to AA, to brought me to recovery, which is bullshit with her, mm-hmm. right? And then like hating myself, not forgiving myself for what I did, uh, f- you know, for the things I said, all of that. And I finally, you know, my sponsor told me, and a couple of people told me as well, people in the program, listen. You have to accept relationships for what they are at this moment. And I'm not going to lie. That that wasn't an easy thing to do. Right? Because as alcoholics and as addicts in general, all you do is want that instant gratification and say, like, no, it's got to be now. It's got to be my way. It's got to be now. And that's something that's always been me. You know, where I wanted something now, my way, done the way I want it, you know, and I had to learn that that's not how the world works. That's not how relationships work. So, yeah, there's a lot of repairing there. Um, So, you know, something that that helps me get through a lot is the serenity prayer, you know, and um, are you familiar with that one? Yeah. And like, you know, like... um, it's just, it's just amazing because that's what helps me get through. That's what was helping me understand things or accept things for yeah. what they are, you know. And that's that's something you know. And I think a lot of guys in general 
have that issue, especially if there's alcohol or drugs involved, where they don't understand, you know, if they're if they're not getting clean, mm-hmm. that's that's the issue there is that they want things their way, that instant gratification and unfortunately doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. You know, so I had to face a lot of ugly, hard truths. And uh, it's just been within the month that I've been doing this shit. So, yeah, I had to move on and just say, you know what? She hates my fucking guts. She can't stand me. I had to walk away. And that's why, you know, we stopped working together. It's, I just said, it's, I've done enough damage here. So let me just clean break. And, you know, it sucks because... She thinks I'm still out to get her, and I'm really not. Um, you know, my good friend, she confides in him, I guess, or just telling him, I don't know if it's confidence, whatever the fuck. I honestly don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, and what do you think he's going to do? Come back and tell me, right? So, but I'm like, honestly, man, like, I've moved on. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, there's still love there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, but I've moved the fuck on. Yeah. Like, I'm when not going to waste my time. When I broke down. up with my last ex, my, my buddy Alex was good friends with her. And I said, do me a favor, man. If you see her at the at the bar that he works at, so if you see her at, at Bunny's, please don't tell me. Yeah. If you see her, you speak to her, you have an interaction with her, act like you didn't when you're around me. Yeah. Just because I don't want to hear about her even. I want her to be as far away from my thoughts as possible because as soon as that name pops in my mind bad shit starts playing yeah yeah you know and it's funny because um i had a mail that was addressed to the company and since i you know turned everything over to her i told my friend like listen let her know she's got mail at the house she could come pick it up tomorrow and he was like oh um what should be the time slot and I was like, listen, I'm leaving it under the doormat because I don't want to fucking see her. Like, I'm not going to be home. I don't want to fucking see her. You know? Um, and it actually was really interesting because when I quit um, last... I quit two weeks ago. So she didn't respond until like a week later. Mm-hmm. And she was telling him like, Oh, what is he going to respond? I was like, fuck you. Like, I'm not going to... You took a week to respond when you could have just given me, like, a two-second response, whatever. I wasn't going to respond to that. So one of the requests that she made was, like, turn over all the documents to her and shit like that. Like, which I had no problem with. But there was, like... She was insisting that I had some documents, which I, I didn't. And even if I did, I can't find them. But everything that I had on my computer, I just emailed to her, like, on that Friday. Mm-hmm. And he was like, but before this happened, he was like, oh, she's talking about showing up to your house with, like, police. And I started freaking out. And it wasn't because of, there was a threat of police. I started freaking out because I didn't want to see her. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, like, my heart's going to, like, skip and probably, like, jump the fuck out of my chest. You know, <laughs> like... I didn't want to fucking see her. Like, I don't give two shits about the cops coming. 
I mean, I think that's a little excessive, but whatever the fuck. You know, like, whatever. Mm. Um, but I was just like, no, I, I don't want to see her. You know? Um, so, yeah, man. Things are going good. I can't complain. Um, you know what I've been saying a lot? God bless you to people. It's fucking weird. Mm. I've never done that before, and it started with this whole thing with me doing. Um, but yeah, so we're four minutes shy of an hour. So I think this is the perfect time to sign off because I've got a meeting to catch. And uh, yeah. Yeah, next time we're going to talk about uh, uh, whatever the fuck we want to talk about. I don't know what we're talking about next time. I was going to come up with some bullshit. Uh, guess the difference between sw- swordfishes and marlins? Yeah. yeah. Right? That's... Yeah. Right? Okay. Oh, we're, we're not going to talk about that, but that's that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm getting my comedy back. It's... Uh, I it's you guys got to bear with us because seriously I'll, I don't see this guy laugh as much as he used to I, you know I I get it yeah you know a, a lot of my a lot of my uh, but we're gonna we're gonna make uh, Wolf laugh yeah we're gonna make me laugh and I'm gonna learn how to tell jokes sober um, because most of that bullshit came from when I was drunk so uh, I don't know. Um, I guess next time we could get some strippers in here and uh, interview them. Yeah, throw some stacks on ass. Yeah. Yeah. Ask them to snort coke off each other's tits. Then you'd have to go to Narcotics Anonymous or something. I didn't say I'd partake. I said I'd watch. (laughs) (laughs) I'd watch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I can see it now. You know, that AA meeting after that. So uh, today... uh, I watched some strippers snort coke off of each other's tits. And uh, you could definitely tell who had the silicone one. Take a look at the help section in your Alexa app. Okay. Yo. I'm pretty sure that was the DEA, her and coke and strippers. Alexa is over here talking shit. Oh. Shut up. Trouble connecting to the internet. I don't care. Take a look at the help section in your Alexa app. Take a look at my asshole. <laughs> Air hustling. <laughs> All right. Anyways, this is uh, 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 Alexa. <laughs> this is a loud and inebriated with Wolf Dan Hart and the fucking bear. Shut up, Alexa. <laughs> That's it.